I might be the only one who feels this way, but I don't think 2024 should be an all-in season for the Jets, even with Aaron Rodgers. That and other unpopular Jets opinions today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Friday, February 16th, 2024, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast, course, please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. It helps us out. It helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Well, today I'm going to give you some unpopular Jets opinions that I have. As the Jets head into the 2024 season, they will be looking to snap a league-high 13-year playoff drought. And I'm going to begin by talking about an opinion that it seems like everybody has and why I disagree with it. And you hear this through the media. You hear this through the fan base. Everybody says that this should be an all-in year for the New York Jets. Now, I think it will be an all-in year for the New York Jets. I think that's what the strategy will be. You've probably heard me talk on the show, if you're an everydayer, about how the Jets are likely to go all-in this season. But I don't think that that's the right move for this team. Now, what do I mean by all-in? Well, I mean that I think the Jets will probably borrow future resources. So I think they'll borrow resources from 2025, 2026 in an effort to maximize the short term. And you see that happen through cap manipulations where teams will, the Jets will lower a player's cap hit in 2024 and raise their cap hit in the future. I think it's also possible the Jets trade future draft picks in order to acquire players. Now, I, I don't think that's necessarily the wrong move depending on who they're getting. I think, you know, yesterday I talked about Brandon Ayuk and if the Jets could get him in a trade, I think that that would make some sense. But I think what the Jets should be focused on is not just 2024. I don't think I, don't, I mean I don't think they should be in a total re tear down mode in 2024, but I think their focus should be on doing as well as they can in 2024, but without hurting their chances in 2025 and beyond. And I understand that the Jets have a 40-year-old quarterback this year. I understand this could very well be his last season. If not, he's probably only gonna be around for one season after this. And I understand the Jets gave up a lot in the trade to get him. This all makes sense. And I think the theory behind it is that a lot of it goes back to how much the Jets gave up to acquire Rodgers, how much they've invested in Rodgers, all of the money that's been invested to bring in players Rodgers wanted here, the fact that Rodgers has his preferred offensive coordinator here. There's no question about it. The Jets have invested an awful lot in Aaron Rodgers. And the reason they invested in him is they thought they could win a Super Bowl with him. And that's what that was what they thought a year ago. And I think at this point in time, at least if we're talking 2024, and this might be tough to hear, that's not really a terribly realistic goal. I think that there are three paths. I discussed this on Monday. You know, they could potentially sneak into the playoffs, get the, get the, become the hot team, like a wild card team that just gets hot at the right time. They could have Rodgers return to his MVP form. They also could just hit this offseason out of the park. I mean, I don't think any of those is realistic. And I think if you look at this team last year, there were issues that went beyond the quarterback. And, you know, you can say you're, you're bringing Rodgers back into the mix, and that will help. It certainly will help. But this is also a team that, if we're talking about them competing for a championship, 
Last year, they were three and six against teams that made the playoffs, and they were outscored by 85 points. This team was not competitive against the elite teams in the NFL for the most part. You, I mean, they, they, they did win three games. They blew out Houston. They beat the Bills. They beat the Eagles early in the season. But if we're being realistic, Rara Rodgers is going to help. But this is not a team that was close last year. This is not a team that really felt like it was a quarterback away from going to the Super Bowl. Now, the good news for that is I think the Jets will have a pretty good shot at being a competitive team in the AFC playoff race to make the playoffs, which would be an accomplishment. Again, the Jets have not made the playoffs in 13 years. So when you look at what happened last year, well, I don't want to say they went 7-10 and 10 because some of those seven wins were a little shaky. The win against Washington was shaky. The win against New England, I mean, I think almost any team in the league would have beaten New England that last week of the season. Patriots were one of the worst teams in the league. The Jets only split with them last year. So I don't want to act like that team was better than it was. But the fact of the matter is almost every team is a, is a playoff contender in the NFL these days with the addition of the seventh team in each conference making the playoffs. I mean, heading into week 16 last year, three weeks left to go, the Jets were only one of three teams out of the race. So maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't make them a Super Bowl team, but Aaron Rodgers, if he stays healthy, and if he's like anything close to resembling his old self. And I mean, when I say anything close, I mean, as long as he's a credible quarterback, the Jets should be in the playoff race heading down to the last you know, last couple of weeks of the season. And it doesn't require a great roster in order to make the playoffs. So when I look at the situation, what I see is a team that's very likely to be in the playoff race and a team that's very unlikely to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And in that context, I think almost any player the Jets could add in 2024, I mean, it may help their Super Bowl odds a little bit. He may help their playoff odds a bit, but it's not really going to move the needle. So when I think about players the Jets should be adding next season, well, listen, they should certainly be looking to add players they have the means to add. And like any player who's entering their prime, I've been pretty vocal about this. I think the Jets this offseason, their focus should not be on adding guys at the end of their careers. Their focus should be on adding guys in their prime because it's not just about 2024. You want guys who will help you in 2024, but you also want them to be able to help you in 2025, 2026. That's why I think this Devontae Adams thing and this idea keeps getting floated. I don't think it's going to happen because Devontae Adams reportedly was one of the people who was who was really pushing for Antonio Pierce to become the head coach of the Raiders, and Pierce got the job. It doesn't really seem like the Raiders are that interested in trading Devontae Adams, but when that gets thrown out there, I just think that that's not a very good idea because this is a guy on the wrong side of 30 who – you know, has has a contract that's not particularly favorable after year one. So I think the Jets should be focused on building their roster up because they have a pretty good core of young talents and want to supplement that core. When you're talking Garrett Wilson, when you're talking Sauce Gardner, when you're talking uh, Brees Hall, when you're talking Jermaine Johnson, you know, other guys, Michael Carter II, you know, hopefully Bryce Huff, we'll get to him in a little bit. Uh, hopefully Elijah Vera Tucker bounces back from his all of the injuries he suffered. There is a core of young talent on this team right now. And Aaron Rodgers is here for at least one more year, maybe two. But after Rodgers leaves, you want there to be a roster in place that can win with the next quarterback. You don't want to have to like totally tear this thing down. You don't want to have to rebuild. And in the NFL, there are moments where you hit the gas and there are moments where you have to pull back a little bit. And I know the temptation will be because Rodgers is here and because he only has one more season and because when you traded for him, you thought and I don't know how realistic it was at the time, but you thought this is a team that's close to winning a Super Bowl. Well, I think after one year, you have to reevaluate things and you have to be honest with yourself. And this team is not as close as the Jets thought they were a year ago. And that might be a painful thing for the team to hear. 
certainly going to be a painful thing for the owner to hear, and I don't know if he will hear it. In fact, I'm expecting him to not hear it. But when we talk about whether the team will go in or not, I, I think they probably will. Is it the right thing for this team? I don't think it is. I think it's a year where you need to be cautious. Again, there's a difference between me saying, let's tear this whole thing down. Let's trade off all our parts. That's not my view right now. My view is that the Jets have a good base of talent. But if they want to maintain their flexibility past the season, because I think we do care, no matter what people say, you know, like after the Jets traded for Rodgers last year, and some people say, I don't care what happens in 2025. Well, of course you do. Of course you will, because 2025 will eventually get here. The NFL, it's about finding the right balance between building your team for now and making sure you have the resources to sustain a level of success going to the future. And I think that that's something the Jets need to focus on. And I think one area where they can focus on this is their draft strategy. Everybody thinks the Jets should take either a wide receiver or a tackle again. That's what I think they will do. I think that there's a logic behind it, but it's a different logic than, than you might think. And I'll explain what that means as we continue on this Friday edition of Locked on Jets. This episode of Locked on Jets is brought to you by DoorDash. It was a heck of a football game, but people who watched it in America will tell you the commercials stole the show. I watched it in Canada, but I found out that DoorDash went all out for game day. And they door dashed stuff from the ad, from all the ads to one lucky winner, cars, snacks, even top tax software. And somehow they pulled it off. I'm a little bummed I didn't win. Maybe it was because I was in Canada, but DoorDash does deliver to Canada. So maybe I should have won. Anyway, you got to hand it to them. It was one heck of a delivery. DoorDash is the all-in-one app for your everyday needs, from restaurants and groceries to flowers and gifts. So the next time you're running low on dinner ideas, pet supplies, or just time, you can get so much more than you realize delivered. Whatever watch party or anything party you've got coming up, get it delivered with DoorDash. Football season may be over, but we are in the thick of basketball games the school year. And let's face it, winter. I can think of a million reasons daily to order DoorDash. Hop on the app and make your day a little bit easier on DoorDash. DoorDash, your door to more. Head to the DoorDash app to get everything you need delivered. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listener or first watch every day. A big shout out to you every day. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. You should know that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's available on Amazon Fire TV with the free Fire TV channels app. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports, top, top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Lockdown Sports Today, now available on the free Fire TV channels app. Today on Locked on Jets, I'm giving you some unpopular Jets opinions. Now, I think as we know, heading into the NFL draft, the Jets are likely at 10 with the 10th overall pick to address one of their top two needs, either tackle or wide receiver. I think it's likely. I don't think it's a bad move, but what I will say is this. I think whenever you go into the draft saying we are going to pick a position at any cost, it's a mistake. And I'll go back to what I said in the first segment. I think it's likely to be an all-in year for the Jets, but... What will the Jets do and what should they do? Those might be two different questions. I think the Jets are looking at this draft from the standpoint that they're trying to maximize 2024. And that means the draft, it's probably going to be either a tackle or a wide receiver because that's what they need right now. They need a rookie to step in at one of those two positions and fill them. Now, I think that those should be priority positions, but my thought process behind this is a little bit different. Again, I'm thinking beyond 2024. Now, I want the Jets to win this year. I'm not saying the Jets should go out and try and lose. I'm not saying that the Jets should just avoid building their roster up for 2024. But I'm not really that focused on this year. Because while you do occasionally have your Garrett Wilsons and Sauce Gardeners who go out and win Rookie of the Year and dominate as rookies, 
There are also a lot of rookies like Jermaine Johnson who don't do a whole lot year one, but year two, they go out and play really well. You know, they look good against the run. They get to the, they you know generate some sacks. They end up making the pro bowl as an alternate. You can't always count on rookies for immediate contribution. So I'm not as focused on the here and now, because again, I think, listen, the Jets should absolutely be focused on trying to end their playoff drought, but no matter what happens, it's very unlikely that they're going to be a Super Bowl team next year. So I'm more focused on the long run. And being focused on the long run, I know that they need to add to their core on the offensive line and at the wide receiver position. So that's why I'm focused on it. It's not so much that I think that this is the immediate need. And that's why, you know, last year there's a lot you can say about Will McDonald, but I'm not going to get mad at the Jets for drafting Will McDonald with the 15th pick because he's a defensive end. So I think if you look at a lot, a lot of the good franchises across the league, they're not focused on, on just addressing immediate needs. A lot of the great franchises are focused on consistently bringing in a pipeline of pass rushers because there's few things more important to a team than edge rushers. And you should always try and address spots before they reach a crisis point. Now, the issue with Mo McDonald will be, can he develop? Because if he develops, people, people will think he's a good pick. If he fails to develop, people will think he's a bad pick. But it's not going to be because of the position he plays. It's just going to be because the Jets drafted the wrong player. And with that in mind, again, other positions that really do matter are offensive line and and a wide receiver. And the Jets don't have enough at either spot. On the offensive line, they have like two guys, two young players who are promising, Elijah Barrett Tucker and Joe Tipman. The other three th- spots are kind of in a state of turmoil. A wide receiver, the Jets have one promising young player. That's Garrett Wilson. And that that's about it there. That's what they have. You know, that's not enough at either spot. But I do think you know you reach a point, and I think if all things are equal, the Jets will probably go with one of those two positions. And I'll also say this. I do think that while I'm not a big believer in specifically drafting at X position, I think I think that if you know, you're choosing between two players who are ranked equal, equally and one's at a position of need and one's not, and you think they're both, they're both give you equal value in the long run, that's where I think need comes in. I think that it's kind of like a tiebreaker. But there could be a scenario where there's a run on tackles and a run on wide receivers early. And that's the point where I think the Jets would need to think about drafting a player at a different position because you see this over and over. When a team reaches for need, it's a mistake. Some it, it Frequently, you, you hear it justified. And one of the things that drives me crazy about the NFL draft is the way these picks are always evaluated is does it fill an immediate need? You know, if you see the draft, the grades that come out after the draft, frequently they, they, they don't grade on the quality of the player the team drafts. They grade on whether or not it fills an immediate need. But how do we remember draft picks as successful or failures? We don't care about what the team's need needs were at the time, you know, nine times out of 10. We care about whether the player turned out to be a good player because good players have a way of finding their way onto the field. Good players have a way of making an impact and good players have a way of sticking around for eight to 10 years. So I do think that there's a scenario where the Jets should try, you know, maybe there's no receiver available. Maybe the top three receivers are all gone. Maybe the top two, three tackles all go very early. That's a point where you'd have to start thinking about going in a different, going in a different direction. And you know, we could talk about some of the guys, guys who might be available, but the point is like, I think a lot of Jets fans think that think it's wide receiver offensive line or bust in the first round. And again, I think if all things are equal, that's where they should go. I'm not sitting here saying it's a bad idea to draft a wide receiver or an offensive lineman. But what I will say is that it can't, you can't go in saying that's all we will take because if there's a run on these guys early, you know, you're kind of out of luck. And then you end up reaching for somebody, a tackle or, or wide receiver who, you know, shouldn't be picked at 10. And then you'll get into trouble. And years from now, you'll look back and say, why didn't we draft a player in a different position? 
So I think that ultimately the Jets need to focus on the long run again. You know, the Jets spent the last year focusing exclusively on the short run, trying to build around Aaron Rodgers, and it did not work out. And one of the few areas where they did not do that was the draft last year when they drafted Will McDonald. And we'll see, maybe Will McDonald will work out. Um, but either way, I think that the Jets, you know, the, the Jets would be very ill-advised to say that's all we can drive. But the other thing the Jets need to do in the offseason is free agency is for plugging holes and the Jets don't have a lot of resources. It's not easy to find guys at these positions in free agency, but I think the Jets at least have to try and get guys, you know, even if they're not premium players, get some middle-class guys in here, tackle and receiver. So that way you don't head into the draft desperate. Again, if all things are equal, you'll probably take a, a tackle or a receiver, but you don't want to be in a position where you've done nothing, where your plan A is we're just going to draft a guy at one of these positions at 10 and that's how we'll fill our needs. There has to be a backup plan. You have to head into the NFL draft without either of these spots being a desperate need. Now, one spot that's not a desperate need for the Jets is the defensive line. We just talked about their first-round pick from last year. But I do think a defensive lineman who's about to hit free agency should be a top priority for for the team. I don't, I'm not sure he is the top priority for them. I think the Jets have not handled him well. But as we continue on this Friday edition of Locked on Jets, I'm going to give one more effort to try and convince the Jets that Bryce Huff's a guy who needs to stay. Today's episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by Nissan. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class executive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. And Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. It has room for up to eight and expansive cargo capacity and advanced available 4x4 capacity. With 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds towing, when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Again, that's NissanUSA.com. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Friday. I'm giving you some unpopular Jets offseason opinions today. Now, I've talked about how I don't think 2024 should be an all-in season for the Jets. I've also talked about how, while I think the Jets, if all things are equal, should draft a wide receiver or an offensive tackle with the 10th overall pick, I don't think that those are the absolute only options. If there's a run on either position early, then I think the Jets may need to go in a different direction. Now I'm going to tell you what I think the top at least internal priority is for this team. Now, we know, we all know, look, the Jets got to fix their offense. We know that they've got to upgrade the wide receiver position. We know they've got to upgrade the offensive line. We know they've got to upgrade the pass catchers around Aaron Rodgers. But I think the Jets have been very lackadaisical when we're talking about Bryce Huff. And I think that they're underrating his importance to this team. And I think this, this has been a pretty consistent story with this team over the last two years. Bryce Huff was in the top 25 of pressures among any pass rusher in the NFL in 2023. Huff. Of the, of the top 25, Huff had 100 less pass rushing snaps than anybody else. So every other player in the top 25 had at least 100 more pass rushing snaps than Bryce Huff. That's a that's an unreal level of efficiency. Now, I remember in 2022, Huff was really only playing on passing down, something like 90%, somewhere in that neighborhood, 90% of his snaps were passing downs, and his efficiency was really, really high. And I remember thinking, we know Huff's a really good pass rusher, but the numbers are going to go down if he plays more on more running downs. Well, he played more running downs this past season and he's his efficiency was still really high. Again, he made the top 25 in pressures among pass rushers 
without while playing still playing a significantly lower number of snaps than any of the other leaders. And I think that you know, the Jets are being a little. I don't know that the Jets appreciate how important he is to their pass rush. Now part now part of the calculus might be that they think Will McDonald can take over the role. Although you know they didn't really give Will McDonald much of a role this past season, so difficult to say how confident they are in him. To me, this is like a no-brainer. Like I, I struggle to come up with a rationalization. This is the problem. This is one of the problems I have with the Jets, is that they make people rationalize things that just make no sense. You have this 25-year-old who's a homegrown guy who's he's played. He's been great. You know, he's developed. He they they signed him as an undrafted rookie. He's gotten consistently better through the years. You know, he became a valuable part-time player. Then he became a valuable starter. 25 years old, plays the premium position on defense, plays at a really high level. The most common sense thing in the world would, would have been to lock him up. And Jets haven't done that. And now I'm hearing like all these rationalizations about how it makes sense for the Jets to let him leave. It makes no sense for the Jets to let him leave. Unfortunately, this is a player the Jets have really mismanaged. And you could even go back to 2022 as the starting point for this when they brought in a guy from Houston, Jacob Martin. They thought he was going to usurp uh, Huff's pass rushing role. Well, what happened? Huff outplayed Martin. Puff outplayed Martin to the point where the Jets traded Martin away to, to uh, the Denver Broncos for a mid-round pick swap. The Jets did not give Huff much of an opportunity to play last year. I, I near the end of the year, I was saying they ought to give him more more snaps. Even though you know, I thought his efficiency would go down, but I still thought he'd be really productive with more snaps, even if he played on running downs. This past year, they entered the season, they did not address his contract in the offseason. I remember a year ago. I was yelling about this a year ago. I kept saying, lock Huff up, you know, get, get him, get him signed up because it was a perfect scenario. This was a tailor-made scenario for a player to leave some money on the table because Huff was an undrafted free agent. He had spent three years in the NFL. He had made no money. And you're in that situation. He'd only been a part-time player. You're one injury away from losing all your earning power. So this was a perfect situation for the Jets to get Huff on a team-friendly deal. And I'd be lying to you if I told you I thought Huff was going to have this this kind of season. I'd be lying to you if I thought told you I thought he was going to be a ten sack guy this year. But it made all the sense in the world to try and make it happen a year ago. Then this season, Huff gets off to a great start. He starts to earn some playing time, even though the Jets doubt him again. Jets Jets finally got talked into putting him on the field more, and he, all he does is produce. And they don't. They should have tried to lock him up during the season because there was still an opportunity to do that. They didn't even talk with him. I mean, there was a report that just came out that he's never even been made a contract offer. It just makes no sense. Now, maybe I'm taking it too far saying it's the highest priority because the offense obviously is a big priority. But, you know, I think like we, these things are more fragile than people realize. You know, it's easy to say the Jets have a good defense. Jets have a good defense because they have a lot of good players. And you start letting those players get away, especially guys who are in their mid-20s. Again, that's that's the key. So we're not talking about like letting a guy walk away who's 29, 30. We're talking about letting a guy walk away who's entering the prime of his career, who's consistently gotten better during his time in the NFL. I, to me, that's that's just not a good move. And I think that the Jets should really be focused on bringing Bryce Huff back. I don't think he's going to cost the Jets, you know, a player on offense. You know, it's, it's easy to, you know, if you've got enough money for Alan Lazard, you should have enough money for Bryce Huff. If you have enough money for Lakin Tomlinson, you should have enough money for Bryce Huff. It's, if you have enough money for CJ Uzama, you should have enough money for Bryce Huff. Look, any contract the Jets give out of any significance this offseason, probably going to have to be backloaded. If you're going to backload a deal, though, make it for a guy who's proven himself in your system, a guy who's been a proven commodity in your locker room for your team, a guy who's entering the prime of his career. To me, this just seems like common sense, and I'm hoping the Jets will figure this out.
then the Jets will maybe have a change of heart and realize that this is a good idea. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy the show and are listening on the podcast, just give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. Helps us out. Helps other Jets fans find the show. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll be back Monday to talk more Jets.